Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we're going to discuss the astrological energies from December 6th until December 13th. As we are approaching the Sagittarius new moon on December 12th, which is also the day that Mercury stations retrograde at eight degrees of Capricorn. So over this next week, we actually have beautiful supportive energies that can help us focus in on what is really essential right now? What is truly a priority? And how are you putting boundaries around your energy and your time? How are you able to compartmentalize what is essential and what is not? And that's because during this time of the year, especially, we can feel more overwhelm. We can be at capacity and feel energetically full. There's a lot perhaps on your mind or a lot going on for the holidays. Perhaps it's even the pressure of the end of year coming up or things you need to take care of before going on holiday or taking a break. This tends to be a time of year where our stress can be amplified and we can be feeling that pressure internally and externally. So this is a week as we approach the Sagittarius new moon to really be clear with yourself around what is important. And to note that we also have a strong Neptune influence as well as Neptune stations direct December 6th at 24 degrees 53 minutes of Pisces and the energy of Neptune is being felt over multiple days and weeks. So even though Neptune stations direct, we still have that Neptunian influence that can make us feel ungrounded. And this also can contribute to the overwhelm, uncertainty, what should I do? What should I choose? There's a lot going on. So the energies right now do feel quite full and big. And one of the ways that we are being asked to ground ourselves is to take it hour by hour and then day by day and also tune in to the wisdom of the earth signs right now. So I will talk about that as well in today's show. But first, let's start with the archetypal themes and expressions of the sun in Sagittarius, which is the energy of growth, expansion, and learning. It's how we're here to have experiences that give us insight into the various energies on the planet, the multiple ways we can move through our life and learn something different, learn something new. Sagittarius is designed for movement, whether that is movement of the mind, movement of the body, movement out into the world, and to then see yourself amongst all those diverse energies and to determine what is true for you, what uplifts you, what gives you life. Also, the energy can feel quite scattered and reckless. This is the energy too of not wanting to be committed to something, wanting the freedom to roam, wanting the ability to just follow the energy as it guides you, to trust yourself and to go towards things that really resonate. So the sun in Sagittarius shows us not only how we can feel movement with the energies of the universe, but it's also where we're meant to tap into a higher perception and perspective from what we learned during the intense Scorpio energies. 
Sagittarius is where we then rise up and lighten up the energies, where we can see what we were learning, see the wisdom in it, and also tap into the magic of multiple experiences. With Sagittarius energy, we can look at our own belief systems that are often unconscious. We can also look at what you believe about ourselves in the world. So this taps into bigger ideologies and philosophies, but it also can show you what's ingrained within you, an energetic imprint that is steering you and guiding you and asks you to check in. Is this still true for you? Is this still a belief system that resonates, that uplifts you, that is taking you forward? Or are you ready to shift it in some capacity and to learn from your journey? With the Sagittarius energy, because it is quite independent, there's a sense of, I'll do it on my own. I'll follow my own path. Thank you very much. I know what's right for me. I know what is correct for my energy and what I want to do with it. So this is a wonderful way of trusting yourself in the higher expressions of Sagittarius. This is where you can stay open to those energies, open to what you want to create and move towards because you hold a belief system that supports your own growth. It's a belief system in, I'm always going to figure it out. I'm always going to have a next step. The universe supports me. The universe is co-creating with me. If something isn't working, I will switch it up. I will turn right instead of left. I will go in a different direction so that I'm aware of my own adaptability and the power within that. And this is also how Sagittarius can accumulate multiple life experiences. If you have strong Sagittarius in your chart, then you are here to experience the buffet of energies on the planet, various lifestyles, various ways of seeing the world, understanding the world. Perhaps you even have had multiple stages of your life that are radically different and evolve you, especially at a personality level where you can look back and say, oh, that version of me did it that way. This version of me now does it this way. So that Sagittarius energy, because it's a mutable fire, it adapts to whatever lights it up. And that is meant to change. You are meant to experience variety and that can excite you. And this is how Sagittarius energy really holds a lot of wisdom. Sagittarius can be great at giving advice or feedback at understanding the bigger picture of it all and how to determine what is best for you based on where you're at right now with the awareness that it will change. It will change in the future, just as it's changed from the past. And usually the guiding light of Sagittarius is a connection to something bigger than oneself. And so this is where we then really look at our, not only our belief systems, but our energetic values, our spirituality. We determine what resonates with your life path that is bigger than you. And previously on the planet, it was religion. It was how God was accessible. Although, of course, we know before that there are many ancient practices and cultural beliefs related to the earth. For example, pagan values and deeply connecting to nature, to the cycles of the planet, to the wisdom of the natural elements and allowing those energies to be a teacher. 
And so as our planet has evolved in consciousness, so have our understandings of energies, of cycles, of where we can look for wisdom and the bigger picture of it all. But this can also lead into the lower spectrum of Sagittarius energies, which are about who has the right answer, who is correct and who is wrong. Sagittarius is about divine justice, where things play out in a way that are fair and just, but it also leads to judgment. And that is where we determine, okay, that is not correct, or you are wrong. Now, in our lives, there are morals, there are ethics. That is also Sagittarius as well, our ethical values and what we deem as morally correct. But there has also been a lot of programming around what we should believe, or who has the best path to God, or who is correct in their belief systems, and so on and so forth it goes. And so it's quite fascinating at this time on the planet to witness how many people with their free will are choosing to unravel and deprogram those messages in order to tune in to what is stronger for you now, what resonates more, what is truer for you, what is uplifting, and what calls to you now. And we can see this in a majority of people moving away from organized religion, choosing to move into a different form of spiritual practice or energetic values, and also embracing their God self, their direct connection to what they call God and how God can be an individually defined energy that can be more personal than collective. We also are moving through a phase of more people opening up to their God self to their divine connection to the universe in a way that fits for them. And so historically, this is a significant shift in the collective energy field and in human consciousness, because there have been many chapters in human history where it was not okay, or rather, that's the message that was given to leave a church or to leave an organized religion and do something on your own or to trust your sovereign power. And I feel these energies are deeply expanding us because of our awareness of the galactic center. So the galactic center is at 27 degrees of Sagittarius. And in astrology, we've been talking about it for a number of years now. But as more people are curious and interested in the galactic center, this is where we learn how big our energies are, and we continue our evolutionary process that takes us further off planet, that also challenges our belief systems and what we've been taught or told. It challenges what we thought was right or correct and allows us to open up into practicing non-judgment, to practice detachment, to allow each individual their own choices or to see what choice is correct for them without bringing in judgment. Judgment has been such a big energy on this planet. It has been used for control. It has been used for domination. It has been used to keep people in line as well as to keep people together. And you think about different groups of people that all believe the same thing. Well, does that include acceptance for differences? And I mean that in terms of being practiced, not just platitudes, not just verbatim, not just spouting out the golden rule or to say, love thy neighbor as thyself. All of those words can certainly be beautiful, but what is the action behind them? And is it really true now? Because sometimes that energy 
is only spoken and not practiced. As we move forward collectively, humanity is meant to evolve into higher states of love and acceptance, which means we have to continue to love those who are different from us. And that's one of our assignments at this time on the planet is that we are separated by multiple opinions, multiple perspectives and ideologies. And in fact, that is the playground of this planet. As we experience the full spectrum of energy from fear to love, from dark to light, from hate to compassion, and we can take steps forward as well as take steps back. And this gives us insight into how we are evolving This also allows us to see what we are truly practicing when a lot of opinions are flying around, when a lot of big energies are being stirred up, and where do we go to just allow people their own experience, their own choices, their own perception, their own energy. And this is something we are learning. This is something we are either practicing or not. But this is also an opening into more of these expansive Sagittarius energies where we can say, all right, no one else is going to be exactly like me. There's going to be people I disagree with. There's going to be people I really, really disagree with. Can I still accept that that is their experience? Can I accept that that is what they are meant to be experiencing or moving through in this lifetime? And it's interesting because it does pull up more stories that our soul has experienced. And I'm seeing this as having memories related to other lifetimes that were truly embedded with divisiveness, separation, persecution. In fact, those can be some big themes for starseeds and lightworkers, and you came here to heal that for yourself. There can also be a lot of energies coming up around how you were the outcast and alienated, how you were kicked out of something because you chose to believe differently. You chose to go your own way, follow your own path, and others didn't agree. So you were shamed. You were ostracized. You were the black sheep who was no longer welcomed. On the other side of the spectrum, I'm seeing the energies of missionaries. I'm seeing the energy of lifetimes where you felt it was good and just to recruit others to your belief systems or to let them know that yours was superior or yours was better than theirs. And it reminds me of a story I heard when I was in Ireland in April of this year and I visited many beautiful Celtic sites and ruins that had so much majestic power. And just north of Dublin, there is the Hill of Tara, which has been very important and was especially significant in the late Stone Age. And it was revered as a powerful place for nobles. And in fact, people from all over the country would travel to the Hill of Tara to meet with the kings of that time. It became the seat of the high kings of Ireland. So a very influential seat of power. I believe there were over 140 kings who reigned there through the centuries. And I remember hearing the story of St. Patrick's arrival to the Hill of Tara to speak with the current king of his time the pagan king, that is. And St. Patrick had the intention of converting the land and its people to Christianity. And the story goes that he picked up a shamrock with the three leaves 
and said something along the lines of, these three leaves of the shamrock represent the Father, the Spirit, and the Holy Ghost. And he used the natural elements to make his point and to convert the rulership and the people to Christianity. Now, I'm sure the story is much more complicated and intricate than that, but I'm using this as a demonstration of Sagittarian influence and how across our planet, there are multiple times throughout history of this converting energy, taking one thing and changing it into another, taking one belief and altering it to fit something else. This is also part of the mutable energy of Sagittarius. And it's interesting because also with St. Patrick, we know it now as St. Patrick's Day and that he chased all of the snakes into the sea. But the snakes are said to have been the pagans. He chased paganism or he removed that cultural practice, rituals and ideals from the area because it's noted that there were never snakes on Ireland. So all things to think about, all things to consider. Of course, I'm not telling you what to believe, but rather to raise your curiosity and to see things in a different way. And I know a number of you live in Ireland, and so you would be well-educated in these stories and understandings. But I just wanted to use that as an anecdotal example of Sagittarius energies as they have been experienced around the planet and spread throughout cultures where we've been taught and told what is correct to believe. And yet in this century that we're in, as we're moving forward, especially the dynamic energies of this decade, there's going to be much bigger things that come up that will challenge where we've been limited in our belief systems, where we haven't seen the full story, where the truth has been hidden, where we haven't been given all the details or facts. In fact, where we haven't even been asked to think for ourselves, to choose what resonates or to trust what you believe in your own deep knowingness is your own truth. So of course, there is the element of interpretation here and the multiple layers of interpretation that exist and that can be believed, as well as continuing to ask questions to require more information, more answers, more concrete examples to go into where we feel the full story isn't truly shown. And this is also important because of how it shapes our family lineages, how it shows us what our ancestors believed and then what we were taught to believe, what was passed down through generations and how that forms and shapes not only our immediate families, but where we live, our communities, our cultural practices, our assessments of the world around us, and how we continue to stay open to what we don't know yet. I'm sorry to say this to all the Sagittarius energies out there, but we don't know everything. We don't know everything. It's not possible. But staying open to what we don't know allows us to bring in higher knowledge, more perspectives, and more ways of understanding what is possible or what is true for you. 
So it helps to have a bigger understanding of these energies as we move through Sagittarius season where we have so many celebrations and festivals and holidays and events and we want to have fun and you want to try all the amazing desserts and you want to eat all the good food or perhaps feel like you need to go to multiple parties or you've got to buy that white elephant gift and you can't forget to get a present for the teachers and so much is happening, so much is activated and amplified that with the Sagittarius energies, we can be overstretched. We can be pulled in too many directions. And you could also feel like, why am I doing this? What am I choosing? What am I doing with my energy? Is this correct for me? Is this really what I want to put energy towards? Is this what I want to celebrate? Is this what I want to spend money on? One of my best friends just sent an email to her in-laws on both her side and her husband's side saying, this year, we don't want to exchange presents because we have so much already. So we won't be giving a present and we certainly won't be expecting a gift from you either. It's not necessary this year. This is just what we're choosing. She said that after she sent that email, then she felt like she was in the holiday spirit. Then she felt a release from all the expectations, all the gift giving, because it doesn't truly reflect what is essential to her and her family this time of year. So that's what we're in right now in these energies is to really reflect on what is important to me. Now, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is currently in Taurus retrograde. Now, Taurus and Sagittarius are very different energies and they aren't on the same page where that Sagittarius energy wants to go with the flow and be open to whatever happens and just have fun and lighten up. The Taurus energy wants routine, steadiness, reliability, is just perfectly fine staying right here on the couch, thank you very much, and doesn't need to go see everything going on. So Jupiter retrograde in Taurus right now is influencing our Sagittarius season experiences and asking us to really tap into what do you value? And maybe you're looking at it through the lens of finances, which is Taurus. Maybe you're looking at what you really want in your life, what you don't want in your life, what matters, what doesn't. And it could be bringing you into some interesting reflections around what this time of year truly means for you, not what everyone expects of you, not what you think you should do, or even to overdo it or overcompensate just to be in the holiday spirit. There's a greater intentionality right now, a greater intentionality with what is really solid and strong for you and what is just draining you, what is just too much, I can't do one more thing and I don't even care. So it's an interesting energy signature during this year and it's asking you to really tap into what do you need to do for yourself? What contains your energy? What allows you to feel that it's not too much, that you can handle it? So where do you need to cut out? And in fact, that could be one of the best gifts of December 2023 is that you're realizing this doesn't matter to me anymore. On December 7th, Mercury in Capricorn trines Jupiter retrograde in Taurus at six degrees. And this is where you could have some understandings of this is what I'm going to do this year. And this is what I'm not going to do. These are my boundaries. 
or even it could feel like limitations. Uh, In the earth signs, earth signs bring us into reality. They show us what we really have, what we really want, how we're living our lives, what is showing up, how we are working with what we've got. And this could be a year where you're like, this is all I've got, marry everything. And so trust if you're feeling the need to change things up for yourself, for your family, whatever that looks like for you, because that's certainly what the energy supports. Also on December 7th, the sun in Sagittarius trines Chiron in Aries at 15 degrees. And this is always a beautiful energy of checking in on what you really need how far you've come, what you've learned along the way about yourself, what you've come to understand about what you need, what you want, what uplifts you. This could be a day where something unfolds that just feels really good to your spirit. It just feels like, oh, wow, I was waiting on this. This is correct for me. I'm really happy with where this is going. So December 7th has some really lovely energy. It's also when Hanukkah begins. So happy Hanukkah to those who celebrate. But this could be a time when you're just understanding what you really want and what you no longer need. Then on December 9th, Venus in Scorpio opposes Jupiter retrograde in Taurus at six degrees. And this is where you could also see something that shows you What is clearer for you now? What you desire, what you want? The opposition to Jupiter tends to make things bigger, tends to highlight something. Now, this is also financial energy. This could be a big purchase, a splurge, something you've been hemming and hawing about and then you say yes to it. This could be something that also allows you to make sure you're honoring what you need and want based on your energy, not what others expect from you or what you think you need to do to be loved and accepted. So there could be something here around December 9th that brings up a turning point, a turning point to what you value, a turning point to your needs, a turning point to something you've been feeling. That Jupiter in Taurus is able to trust a process, remain calm and clear, and not give too much emotional energy away. Whereas Venus in Scorpio is quite intuitive, emotional, and intense. So where do you feel out of balance with your truth? Where is something almost showing you both sides of your energy? Where you could feel like, okay, if I do this, how does my energy feel? If I do the exact opposite, how does my energy feel? So take a look at where your emotional energy is going, what you're invested in, and then determine, is this for my best and highest good? Come into the grounding presence of that Jupiter in Taurus that wants you to stabilize, that wants you to trust. And because it's retrograde until the end of December, there is a slowdown here that feels like a retraction. Maybe it feels like you have to give up something. Maybe it feels like it's just not the right time yet. Maybe I don't want to go all in on that. Maybe I just want to wait it out for a minute. So of course, trust what you're feeling. We have that Jupiter in Taurus not only ruling the sun, but interacting with Mercury and Capricorn 
and Venus and Scorpio. So there could be something here on your mind that you're looking for clarity, you're looking for understanding, and you're just trusting the energy and also noting that, okay, I'm not fully there yet, but that's okay too. I can still be at peace. I can still be peaceful in this place that I'm at, regardless of where it may be. Then on December 11th, Mercury and Capricorn sextiles that Venus and Scorpio. So we essentially have from December 7th until December 11th, a strong interaction with Mercury and Capricorn, Venus and Scorpio, both talking to Jupiter retrograde in Taurus. And when Mercury and Capricorn sextiles Venus in Scorpio at eight degrees on December 11th, there's something where you feel, I want to do that and I want to do less of that. I want to be done with that. I want to be finished with that. Keep in mind, Mercury's moving very slowly because of the illusion of retrograde. And I always have to say that because of course, Mercury doesn't really go backwards. It's just our perspective here on the planet. But as Mercury appears to retrograde and is slowing down, we're meant to sit with things more. We're meant to ponder and reflect. You're meant to assess, is this where I want to go with this? Is this truly what I'm committed to or responsible for? Or am I just holding too much of a burden? Do I feel like I have to hold the weight of the world or all this information, all these projects? Am I being held overly responsible and I want less? Mercury in Capricorn needs to sit with things, doesn't want a rushed decision, wants the facts, wants time, wants time to think it through. So if you're feeling that in an area of your life, trust it. And with the connection to both Venus and Jupiter, it's supported. You're supported in trusting that you need more time for something. You're supported in trusting that you want to retract or hold back or just allow something to be as it is without forcing it forward. Then we'll have Mercury fully stopped on December 12th at 8 degrees of Capricorn, the same day as the Sagittarius new moon at 21 degrees. Now, I have a separate video for you on YouTube going through the astrology chart of the Sagittarius new moon, which is being energized by Mars and Sagittarius following behind the sun and the moon. The sun and the moon are conjunct at 21 degrees, and now Mars is behind the show, moving things forward, giving you that push, wanting you to take action. And all three of these planets in Sagittarius are trining the North Node in Aries and Chiron in Aries. So you could feel like there's something I have to do for me. There's something that has my name on it. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to do something in a new way. I'm going to do it based on what I've learned from the past, what I've healed. I'm going to approach this from my healed higher perspective. There's also an openness here that feels quite non-committal. Simply, let's just go for it and see what happens. Let's just see what plays out. Take that step forward. Do that thing. Trust yourself. Trust yourself and see where it goes. That's a very strong energy signature of the Sagittarius new moon, but it's interesting because it coincides with Mercury stationing retrograde, trining Jupiter retrograde in Taurus, and that's the hesitation. 
Oh, I don't know if it's right. Oh, I don't know. But what about this? How about that? The earth signs ask how. How is this going to work? How is this going to come together? What about that? What about this? The earth signs want more of a guarantee. The fire signs don't care. The fire signs are like, whatever happens, we'll create from it. It's going to be awesome. We're going to get a postcard. We're going to do something fun. And then you have the earth sign saying, okay, but those postcards cost money. And we don't have all the time in the world to just caravan about. And here you have the Sagittarius energies that are like, we love a caravan. So there's an interesting mix of energies right now that you could be feeling about the newness, a new chapter. And the stronger energy is the fire signs, the push. Just go for it. Just see what happens. Open up the possibilities. Don't be so locked in to what it has to look like or what it has to be. Just stay open to the universe. So going higher is a beautiful way to approach the Sagittarius new moon on December 12th. Going higher to whatever will be, will be. Whatever happens, it's just going to be another experience or it's just going to be another adventure. It's going to show me more, show me more of myself, more of who I am, more of what I'm capable of. It can be uplifting and motivating. And depending on your chart, of course, will depend which energy you're feeling the strongest. Whether you have more earth sign or fire sign energy could be very clear to you during this particular Sagittarius new moon. Also on the new moon, we have Venus conjunct Pallas Athena at nine degrees of Scorpio. They are opposing that Jupiter retrograde in Taurus, which seems to be the theme this week, right? Like how many times have I said Jupiter and Taurus? So you get the connection to what we're really tuning into internally about everything that's happening now. Venus conjunct Pallas Athena in Scorpio activates more of a deeper trust in your emotional wisdom, your intuition, and this could feel quite empowering. Pallas Athena being an asteroid connected to creativity and intelligence, being a mastermind of strategy, being aware of strategic next moves, how to take something forward, maybe even how to do something behind the scenes in private in order to get ahead in a way that will benefit her. And this is where you could be sitting with something and strategizing, what do I want to create next? How is this going to come together? Am I trusting myself? Am I only doing this for other people? Now, Venus conjunct Pallas Athena can also bring up envy, jealousy. It can bring up a sense of comparison. Why does she have that and I don't? Why is that happening for her and not me? And I'm saying her since Venus and Pallas Athena are both feminine expressions in astrology. And so there can be things coming up around these lower spectrum of Scorpio energies where you feel quite jealous or envious and you want what she has and there's things you want to do to make it happen. And this could even be a pattern. This could be a pattern with other women with friends, with sisters. This could be something that's highlighted in a really big way. And if so, there's a book that comes to mind that I want to share with you. It's called Cinderella and Her Sisters, The Envied and the Envying. It is a book on how we can struggle to accept the goodness in others and how it can show up through envy, comparison, and what others have that we can't accept with kindness. It's a psychological take on this energy. 
I believe it would be beautiful required reading for anyone with planets in Scorpio or if you've been on the receiving end of jealousy and envy throughout your life or with women specifically. Since the book does focus on that, now it does tap into feminine and masculine energies and it does also incorporate a Jungian perspective. It is written by Anne and Barry Ulanov. And also, I want to give credit to the lovely and talented Anne Ortley, the astrologer Anne Ortley, uh, because this is a book that she has also recommended and has talked about before as well. And perhaps this is the turning point in something where you fully claim what you haven't seen in yourself or what you've projected onto others that only they have and you don't have access to. That could be part of this dynamic between Venus conjunct Pallas Athena in Scorpio opposing Jupiter retrograde in Taurus. This could also be what ignites the energy for you in the Sagittarius new moon, where it's a turning point in what you believe about yourself or what you can create manifest or experience based on your own energy. So December 12th certainly has big energies here. Now I did do a separate podcast for you about Mercury stationing retrograde. So I won't go into that too much since I covered that in depth in the previous podcast where I went through all the dates of the transiting energies. But do keep in mind the Sagittarius new moon because Sagittarius is connected to the archer It's ready to take you higher. It's ready to show you something new and something different and to go with the fun of it or the motivation of it. And I do want to acknowledge how sometimes this energy can be overwhelming and too much for people. And so that's the case, of course, with any astrology sign where you're going to have people who don't resonate with it. It's not their preferred flavor. It's not how they typically operate, but trusting And believing in something greater than yourself is part of the Sagittarius excitement. It's also part of the joy of life if that is something you believe and you want to tap into even more. So as we approach that Sagittarius new moon on December 12th, this is a beautiful week to energetically prepare yourself for what you're ready for next. What is guiding you forward? What inspires you? What motivates you? What can take you further and higher? And what can take you beyond what you've known before, especially when you feel like you've turned a page or turned a chapter in your healing journey? You have a stronger sense of self. You're more connected to your truth, to your path, to what is uplifting you now. And that's what you want to put energy towards. So that would be one thing to look at, to clean up, to be aware of over this next week so that you can feel fresh and clear for what you're ready to intend with the Sagittarius new moon. Again, that's happening at 21 degrees of Sag in your chart. So you would identify which house you have 21 degrees of Sagittarius in, as this is where the new intention is being seated to be birthed. And so in the spirit of learning more, going higher, and venturing into new territory, I want to recommend another astrologer. Her name is Leah Whitehorse, and she is a beautiful wisdom holder of astrological knowledge who offers a lot of great astrology topics to study and dive into. She offers a lot with asteroid astrologies. If you want to check out more about, for example, asteroid hygia or any of the lesser known asteroids like Apollo, Sphinx, 
or simply getting started with asteroids. She has a wealth of astrological knowledge and practice that I really hope supports you and allows you to connect with more of the energy signatures in your chart. You can learn astrology with Leah for only $5, $10. She has such reasonably priced offerings that I really hope it helps you in going into your astrology chart more. Her offerings are on Patreon. I'm going to put a link so that you can check it out. She has a full category and library of things that you can dive into Everything from the houses to lunar eclipses and so much more. I mean, I can't possibly cover it all in, in one show even, but I wanted to direct you to this database of astrological knowledge to help you with your own astrological studies, trusting that it's right on time for you during Sagittarius season and your own expansion into more of your energy. Leah also offers monthly astrology through Patreon too, that I highly recommend. She is on Instagram and on Facebook. Perhaps you've seen her wisdom and her offerings. She was a writer for the Mountain Astrologer magazine and also just a lovely soul. So I'll put the links below if that is resonating with you, if you're curious and you'd like to go into more studies around the energies of your chart, especially through the specialty topics that she offers. And by the way, I'm not paid to do this. I don't get anything from this. I just want to support her as I want to support others. So that's why I'm sharing this with you because it's always exciting to support other astrologers and their work and to also continue your own learning through their accumulated knowledge. So as always, thank you so much for joining me today. I wish you a beautiful week ahead, especially leading up to the Sagittarius new moon. I hope it takes you higher and further. I hope it brings you new insights into what you are ready to embark upon next. As always, you can check out my offerings and programs at mollymccord.online and do be sure to check out my YouTube channel where I have a lot of playlists that can offer you more insight into your astrology chart and energies as well. I'll be back every Monday and Wednesday for another podcast episode. Have a beautiful week through Sagittarius season and I'll see you back here soon. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.